Gentlemen, and welcome to another great episode of Classic Elder Scrolls Night. I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Ivarwin. And I've got the one and only, the the undaunted himself. Wow, there's there's one way of starting a show. Jesus, look at that shirtless, muscular old dude. <laughs> Uh, the the man who bla- bravely ran away from Caius Casadas, Shank the Tank. What is going on, everybody? This is a uh, man. I feel like it's been forever since we've done one of these, but uh, glad to it be has. back in the groove, as it were. Yeah, yeah. We had to uh, we had to cancel the last show that we had uh, for I don't know, various America. reasons. Yeah, for for America. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that was. We were we were all good to go for the show, and then and then my family was like, "Oh, let's have an awesome barbecue." I was like, "All right, sweet," but I got to cancel Classic Elder Scrolls Night, dude. Barbecue trumps, man. Unfortunately, it had to, especially for the Fourth of July. Yeah, dude. And then work was like, "No, nah, you're not going to that family barbecue because you know uh, people blow their fingers off during this holiday, so we need you." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, that sucks." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's me and uh, you know. Uh, Caius Casadas here, and uh, one one bed and and uh, no shirt. Right here in well, Morrowind, it's great. What happens in Morrowind stays in Morrowind, dude. Apparently, uh, so today's Freydos, <laughs> Sun's Height the seventeenth, and our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, TweakedAudio.com. Quality headphones, yep, thirty percent off. Wow, that's good savings, right? Free shipping too, by the way, so the savings don't stop. But you'll need our code off the record, all one word, over at tweakedaudio.com buy yourself an awesome pair of headphones for 30% off and get them shipped to you for free at tweakedaudio.com and of course by Audible Audible try I'm sorry KS Casadas am I boring you why don't you grow some hair and buy a shirt you jerk so (laughs) let's go outside Uh, (laughs) Audible audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network download your free book today at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. Of course, um, I am Avarwin, that is Shank, and we are joined by our lovely and wonderful chat room, our great community. Take a bow, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls in our chat room. Thank you for joining us today. That's right, and uh, just a friendly reminder, you guys can watch us live at 9 p.m. Eastern right here, twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. Also, friendly reminder, we recently moved to a bi-weekly schedule. So we're going to be on this week, not next week, but we will be back on the week after. Uh, You can email the show at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. And you can also find us at elderscrollsofftherecord.com and questgamingnetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter at elderscrollsotr. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash elderscrollsofftherecord. And we're also on Google+. That's google.com slash plus sign questgamingnetwork. Uh, as you can see tonight, uh, for you viewers, and if you're uh, one of the listeners out there, uh, we are playing Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Uh, this was actually from a fan request, I think, from Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Um, I forget who requested it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I forgot as well. Um, they're probably in the chat room too. So if yeah, you're, if you're there, call it out, my friend. Um, for the thing sure. though is, it you know that was sort of like. That was the, the pebble that started the avalanche because uh, we've been getting for quite a while, too, for like the last couple of months, 
uh, just just questions of, can you please, 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 Morrowind's my favorite game. Can you please stream Morrowind? Play Morrowind on Classic Elder Scrolls Night. And I, I kept thinking, like, here's the problem with Morrowind. It is a hard game to stream. And you have to, when you're streaming, you have to engage with your audience. You have to engage with the game. Um, and it's very difficult to do that. And when you do all of this in a podcast format, it makes things even more difficult but um, I think we may have found a formula that might work. Uh, tonight's show might be a little short as a result, but uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll entertain you as well as uh, educate yourself and ourselves uh, in Marwind. That's right. Uh, and for show summary today, we have a discussion topic, which is going to be... Uh, rather context sensitive actually we're going to compare and contrast Morrowind with the rest of the Elder Scrolls series the way this is going to work is Varwin's just going to play the game and whatever gameplay element whatever feature he's looking at or interacting with we're going to comment on how this situates itself and compares with that same element in other Elder Scrolls game keeping in mind that some features in Morrowind probably don't exist in you know Oblivion and Skyrim, but they might have existed in Arena and Daggerfall, so it'll be a little interesting conversation there. And of course, we do have that fast question for you, but we're not going to tell you what it is right now. got to stay tuned to the show and figure out what exactly we're going to ask you guys. That's right. Uh, that's all I got, man. Uh, that's all there is. So, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna just call uh, call this out right now. Obviously, uh, Maury is is not here today. Uh, unfortunately, Mori has has left Quest Gaming Network, and as a result, um, Elder Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Uh, this was this was sort of a between a discussion uh, a dis- that happened as a discussion between he and I. Mori um, has uh, has started his own his own thing on YouTube right now with with some uh, some folks. So um, that that kind of came about like, eh, you know, I mean, what if what if things are are kind of you know, what if you guys go in a different direction than QGN goes and we don't necessarily, you know, want want to have, you know, us associated with, with that and, and, and that associated with us. So it, it basically created this weird thing that, you know, we we didn't necessarily want him to go and he didn't necessarily want to go, but it, it was like better for both endeavors that if we at least, you know, sort of split here uh, with the, the option of him, maybe him coming back when if, you know, things open up for him so um like i said we had a bit of a conflict of interest but you know uh i think we we both parted ways on on really good terms we're gonna miss him a lot and we're retiring the as an honor to him we are going to retire the um uh maury's random lore section so uh if you're listening maury you know we we are gonna miss you uh like i said you are welcome back anytime and um I guess I guess that's basically it. Uh, we're gonna have we are gonna have somebody come on the show, but for for this episode, uh, it's it's just Shank and I, and uh, we're gonna be looking for a, a third host very soon. So uh, hopefully by na- next episode, in two weeks from tonight, we'll we'll have a, a third host with some some pretty sharp uh, ideas for for this show going forward. Awesome. Okay. Sounds so, good, man. All right. Well, uh, moving right along, compare and contrast Morrowind to the Elder Scrolls series. Now, now, Shank, I know you've been uh, keenly watching my gameplay. As oh, I have. 
<laughs> One a- thing I will point out, though, um, I'm a little bit disappointed, I should say, that you haven't crashed yet. Yes. No, I, I guarantee you it's, it's, it's working. It's going to happen. Uh, a crash is imminent, I'm sure. So, so don't worry, folks. You know, classic Elder Scrolls Night hasn't completely changed. Uh, a crash, I'm sure, is incoming. <laughs> Good, because otherwise, you know, how is that not similar to the other games? Come on. We, we need a crash at least once. Um, one thing I'm looking at, I know I'm on a delay here, um, but I'm looking at you perusing through your inventory. And what I'm seeing, uh, you know, a tabbed windowed system there for like all weapons, armor, stuff like that in your inventory. Oh yeah. Um, I think that might be a good spot to at least start off because you know I have not played Daggerfall in Arena. Now, has that? C- can you see the evolution of just even that like inventory menu? Uh, the evolution of the inventory menu screen that we got going on here. Yeah, you know, I th- I think you can you can see a little bit of that for sure. Uh, you know, when when it comes to Arena and Daggerfall, you know, the this uh, what what you've got right here as far as the uh, inventory screen is concerned is um, far more user interface, less text driven. I would say compared to Arena and Daggerfall. Yeah, compared to uh, Arena and Daggerfall. Because I noticed, you, I mean, you you have that paper doll right there, too. Yes. And that's something you don't actually, you don't see that. Well, that's that's not entirely true. You have a version of that in Oblivion. If you remember in Oblivion, when you go into your uh, menus, your inventory and menus and stuff like that, you do see your character off to the right-hand side, just kind of floating there, yeah. <laughs> just doing his thing. <laughs> but in Skyrim, they kind of got rid of it. Um and I'm not going to lie, I kind of like that sort of paper doll. I, I Maybe it's just like that old RPG feature, one of those things, but I, I kind of like that in RPGs. Oh, like, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, this uh, this character that I have right now is my, my classic Ivarwin character. You know, uh, sword, shield, heavy armor, uh, Nord, male type of type of character. Uh, just to give you a little, a little background on, on what I'm playing right now. Um, now, as far as the, the inventory goes in, in this game, uh, what is extremely similar compared to you know Arena and Daggerfall is the fact that this whole interface here is set up the same way, you know, like you were calling out. You've got your, your paper doll on the left, you've got your, your items on the right, but in this game, the functionality between you know dragging and dropping the items from your inventory onto your paper doll that persists. You get that in Arena and Daggerfall as well, but in Morrowind, the functionality of that is is um, greatly increased. You know, it's not so so uh, laggy or or clunky, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have like freaking numbers just all over your character when you mouse over your your item in the paper doll. It it shows you the items uh, the item statistics. So. There is there, that. That's kind of cool. Um, the other thing I, I noticed too, um, just your HUD in general. You have your health, magic, stamina, and then you have two other things next to it on the right hand, just to the right of that. I, I, I'm not sure what those are, but and I know you said this on one of your earlier streams, but like you said that you know when you started playing Daggerfall, 
that's when it really started feeling like, okay, this actually, this is, I can see where this is like the, the, like the first quote unquote Elder Scrolls feeling type game just because of the way that they structured it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that was that was one thing that really stuck out at me when I was playing Daggerfall uh, was that there there's things coming. There was there was just features about Daggerfall coming coming toward me that I said, you know, Jesus, really, this I see in a lot of the other the other titles. Here's here's something that that everyone just kind of like whenever whenever it's mentioned in um, in online and in in Skyrim too, people are like, ah, oh, that's that's a new feature. Fast traveling. Look at this. Now, now, just to explain, all right. In Morrowind, you've got the ah, um, uh, oh, geez, I forgot the name of them. <laughs> uh, the Netch, the Netch system, where you can uh, you can fast travel from city to city on on backs of these. Is it Netches? Uh, those, these cliff giant... racers? No, it's not cliff racers. Those look like the pterodactyls. Um, I'll get back to it in a minute, but there is there is like this giant like uh, mount that's used as like a vehicle that you can you can interact with and it'll take you from town to town. On top of that, if you talk with a representative from the mages guild in each town, they have a travel system. The mages in the mage guilds here in town can teleport you for a, a price for a gold price. And they te- teleport you from one mages guild to the other in each town. So, so right now I'm in Balmora. I can go to Aldrun mages guild for thirteen gold. Vivek, uh, Sadrith Mora, the Wolverine Hall, and Caldera mages guild, all for a price of thirteen gold. Just by just by talking to uh, the the guild leader here in in Balmora and and being teleported through a spell of hers. So. Yeah, so that this is a system that kind of went away in, in the later games. Well, the way you interact with it always changes from game to game, with the exception, I think, of Arena and Daggerfall. Um, but it, it, there's always some sort of fast-traveling system in Elder Scrolls games. Oh, right, 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 yeah. The, like, fast-traveling, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, because here, the way that you're interacting with it, when it's you know when it's done through the mages guild sort of thing, yeah, I I kind of like that because that's that's a little bit more, and this sounds weird because it's a fantasy game, but it sounds more you know believable with the lore rather than pointing and clicking on a map and then instantly going there, you know. Absolutely. Um, now here's another thing. Bring up the old journal. This I love. I love this so much. I actually got an add-on and put it into online my uh, in in uh in my gameplay for that that is the the quest uh quest journal system now in morrowind it's unbelievably clunky and it was so clunky that they actually had to patch an update to it that that allowed for for this which is a um a bookmark inside your journal that has the name of the quests and you can click on the name of the quest and it'll take you to that journal page before the original release of Morrowind. It was just a crazy mix of what quest you received. And it was organized 
on uh, on the Tamrielic date that you received it. Jesus. So you had to know, like, if, if it was the 28th of last seed, and you got a quest on the 20th of last seed, you had to know to go back in your journal to the 20th of last seed and see, okay, here's the quest I got on this day. That's insane, dude. <laughs> Like, how would people... That's crazy. It was the most broken system. I, I've read I read articles about this, and I was just laughing the whole way through and through. But um, <laughs> the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because... And this is one of the main reasons why it, it, it's taken us this long to, to try and show Marwind on this show. Is the text-driven nature of this game. So, um, for example... All right, I'm in the very beginning of the game, and um, I have to do quests for Caius Casadas, which is why you saw me in in his uh, in his hut. Um, I had spoken to him before the show, and I got a couple of quests. Um, I'm I'm a little further along. I I had to go into a Dwemer ruin, and I, I I cleared it out and fulfilled the requirements of that quest. And now I'm on the next step of that quest, and and that is um that is this right here, Grob. Muzgob informant, which is the name of an orc who is an informant. I have to question him on on certain things. Now, the way this show, this particular episode is going to run is um, I actually have to I have to read this stuff in order to know what I'm doing in game to to make a, a visually entertaining stream as well as an audio entertaining stream. Uh, so, so bear with me as I as I read this. Figure out what I'm supposed to do, and you know what I'm supposed to do. And we'll try and make the two meet. <laughs> and at the same time, I could show the journal, uh, show off the journal interface. There we go, dudes. What do you What do you think, Shank? That's no, 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 man. That that kind of makes sense. Like you kind of have to do that. Um, so while you're while you're reading that and getting caught up, um, I'm actually gonna looked through the chat and uh we we were talking about that fast traveling system earlier chat room you guys came through yes the creature silt strider makes a lot of sense and that definitely rings a bell actually um <laughs> okay so yeah, th there was actually a comment earlier too uh i oh man I, I can't remember who said it but i remember seeing this uh in there talking about how in skyrim you know the paper doll kind of is redundant because of their third person camera. Um, and it's, it's, I guess, you know, I guess it's true, uh, because I guess they, they did make the third person a lot more viable in Skyrim, but you know, the other games did have third person as well. Um, maybe not as well implemented as Skyrim, but it, it's still something that I, I don't know. I think it would be kind of, just kind of cool to just, you know, see as you're making changes real time what your character will look like so you don't have to make the change go out into third person come back make the change go out into third so i think it would just be a more convenience thing all right so i'm being tasked right here i'm sorry i um if i'm if what i'm saying is disjointed from what you were saying shank i no I no it's cool man no i i i am i am vamping i i do apologize um I have to uh, I have to accept an errand from from this orc from the Mages Guild, who uh, wants me to go. Uh, he needs the skull of Luvel Androno, uh, which is in the Androno ancestral tomb, and he's telling me uh, take care not to upset the natives. The the Dunmer have some pe 
peculiar primitive uh, prejudices against necromancy, God forbid, and take grave objection to unauthorized tomb visitors. Uh, so then you, what you have to do here is then if you want to know where the Androno Ancestral Tomb is, while you're reading all of this, you have to click on Androno Ancestral Tomb. That'll give you further information. What wow, the- so that's... Okay. <laughs> Let that soak in. <laughs> you, you're not paying attention to this? You're just like, all right, bro, I'll click on that and then I'm out? You don't know where you're going, and this game's interface is not going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty... I'm not going to lie. That's that's definitely... I feel like that's like more... Uh, 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 a result of RPGs of the time that it was built. It was just the you know that nature of it. it's it's got to be more quest driven. It's more uh, it, it's a lot more I guess I don't want to say hardcore, but it's it's a lot more. The systems were a bit more complex back then. I think. Oh, without a doubt, absolutely. And this is just I think a result of that. Um, I mean, just, man, just definitely by- made you pay attention more. <laughs> Oh yeah, just by interacting with this NPC, you get you get on the right-hand side here, you get a full interaction text box that pops up. And uh there's there's a couple of there's a couple of things uh to to introduce yourself to, I suppose. Um the main window is is all of the information you need to read in order to know where you're going, what you're doing, what what your objections objectives are. The right-hand side is this little tiny column that sort of helps you navigate through through speech with this NPC. Now, on the very top of this menu, are, you're going to have a couple of selections. Now, this particular NPC, um, I can buy spells from. Um, I can train certain um, schools of magic from. And I can also interact with uh, my persuasion skill with him to try and like bring the... the uh, prices that he wants to sell certain things to me down for myself. Then there's a line. That line sort of demarcates between uh, the interaction type between those things and subjects you can talk about. And underneath that line, I have a a myriad of subjects that I can talk about with this NPC and and gain information from. The the more uh, I do in the game, the longer this list tends to get because there's more subjects you can talk about with NPCs over because you're involving yourself deeper and deeper in the world's story. So it can get kind of crazy. That's See, already I like... Maybe not so much the point and click aspect of you know the on the left hand side there, but on the right hand side, just the sheer number of options. I like I like how many speech options you're given there. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to show you something in just a few minutes here that that's gonna you're going to go nuts over Shank. Okay. Um. So so right here, all right, Andrano Ancestral Tomb. Um. The the NPC is telling me the tomb is south of Pelagiad, which is a, a town close to where I'm at. Just off the road, just before you reach the fork where the road goes southwest towards Sedanine, which is another town, and southeast of Vivek, again another town, you may need an enchanted blade. Some spirits are immune to normal weapons. Here, take this old short sword and maybe these old scrolls will come in handy. And then just below this, the system is telling me that um, Fireblade has been added to my inventory along with two scrolls of Taldum's 
Scorcher has been added to my inventory, two scrolls of vitality has been added, and my journal has been updated. So this information now exists in my journal if I need to access it. And believe me, I'm going to need to access it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, cool. So it's basically like... Man, so I mean, it's literally a journal in this game. Oh, without a doubt, it's not just a quest log. It's it's actually a journal that you like need to read. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, dude. I I like I. It's uh, we'll see. It, it's crazy because like I I'm honestly I like I'm not used to like that pointing and clickingness of the the UI and stuff, but. I really like the amount of information that they're giving you. Like in that in that speech window there, they were telling you you got this blade, you got these scrolls, and this location is in this area south of here, you know, off of this forked road. I, I like that. I think that just makes it so much more believable and interesting instead of just a quick blurb that says, go to, you know, X tomb, and th- that's it. And there's, <laughs> there's just like a marker showing you where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that to me see, makes the world a little bit more lived in, and that's something I I noticed definitely from going from Oblivion to Skyrim. And I bet you the jump, uh, and I, I can see the jump here from Morrowind to Oblivion. Even just the you know the simplification of the of the detail that was there, just in that speech bubble. I mean, how much detail did that guy give you? you oh, know? it's it's crazy. Now now check this out. Spellmaking. Yes. This, this, I believe, I, I, I haven't, I don't know if this exists or not in Daggerfall or Arena. I, I haven't seen it. Um, my gameplay in those games have been, have been limited, but I, I haven't seen it. So as far as spellmaking goes, this is the first, this is the oldest game in, in Elder Scrolls that I'm actually seeing any kind of, um, spellmaking ability. And as you know, there, there was a panel tonight that announced spellcrafting in online. So they're they're drawing lines from the the newest game of the series, and they're they're recalling it as as far back as far as I know to Tomorrowind and possibly Arena and Daggerfall. That. So it's <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Now I've just access this interface i'm not a hundred i i don't really know how how this interface really works <laughs> uh <laughs> so i i would have to go through it but um you know you, you you have magic effects that that you're you already know i bought some uh some magic spells from this uh npc poison and shock damage y- you know there you can tweak these and and tweak their range and their magnitude their duration their area that is, yeah. I mean, obviously the interface is a little bit different from uh, spell making, spell crafting, and oblivion. But you still have those same options, you know, magnitude, duration, area, and it depends on, you know, a if you know the skill, if you know that spell already, if you've learned it, and also your soul gems. You know, you need to have a good enough soul gem to use it, um, and a certain amount of magicka to first of all even invest in that spell when you create it. So, dude. Yeah, I love spell making so much. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one of those features in in uh, in Elder Scrolls that I, I I it's been a it's been a long time coming. I need to you know familiarize myself with with how this works. But um, 
you know, when I when I had caught it here in in Morrowind, I, my jaw dropped. I said, "Wow!" Because I I had thought I I assumed that it was brand new to Oblivion, and that it because that's what everyone talks about is the spellcrafting ability that's in Oblivion. And uh, I think it's because that was the last game to you know to have it because they didn't have it in Skyrim much to uh, people's. Uh, shock, I guess. So I think because it was just the last game to have it, they were like, "No, bring it back, bring it back from Oblivion." But I mean, just seeing just seeing your interface and your options there. I mean, I'm not uh, attuned to the you know the intricacies of the Morrowind system for spellcrafting, but just based on what I saw, you know, the magnitude, the duration, the effect type, those were the same things that you saw in Oblivion. Those same exact. Uh, effects and features of the spellcrafting system so if it's if it's anything like oblivions it i yeah, i bet it would be it's just like amazing in this game oh yeah um silt striders that's that's what it was it's silt striders and the mm-hmm. mages guild allows you to teleport quickly throughout the world and uh there's people in chat also saying with respect to spells uh get by uh, buy mark and recall spells asap apparently Mark and recall spells. Yeah, like that. That's like a that's like a spell is mark and recall. I think I, I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it takes you back to wherever you cast the spell from. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know. we're um, about to find out though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So accessing um accessing my my uh, journal once more. Okay. Um, I'm being told I have to go to. Uh, Androno and Celsor Tomb, which is south of Pelagia. All right, I don't actually have that unlocked on my map yet, so I'm not sure where that is. It's saying it's just off the road, just before the fork, where the road goes southwest towards Sedanein, and then southeast to Vivek. So I'm gonna have to check my map and see exactly where where these are. And I assume you can like read the road signs in this game if you like click on them. Uh, yes, you you don't actually have to click on them. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna actually make my life a little easier. I'm gonna try and see if I can take this silt strider um, out to uh, a town that's gonna get me a little bit closer. Maybe hopefully increase the uh, quality of life for some of, for some of the viewers Where would you like to and uh, sort of make things a little simple. Uh, the map, if you noticed as well, here's here's something consistent with the Elder Scrolls series as well. A world and local version of the map. Mm-hmm. That didn't change. Now we'll we'll get to the compass in just a second, which is just a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, I just noticed it. Is that the thing in the bottom right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so so uh and Vivek. I could probably backtrack from one of these two places. Let me let me head out to say say to Nain and uh, make my way. Oh my, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> make my way over to this apparent uh, fork where I can either come here to say Nain or or Vivek. We'll have to find where that is, and then hopefully we'll we'll make our way over to uh, Pelagian. Here, here we go. Combat. Here's something that's totally different. 
from from the other more recent Elder Scrolls games, Mar- uh, Oblivion, and of course um, Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah. And, and I apologize for the blocking sound, guys. I've, I've tried to uh, make the blocking sound go away or lower it, and none of the audio sliders uh, actually do that. So, <laughs> wow, this is. This is, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, this is, to me personally, the most frustrating thing about Morrowind is the, this combat. Because as we've talked about earlier, you know, it, it's not that sort of active combat for, that you get in, a, in Oblivion or Skyrim. This is basically a dice roll. Yeah, it is. This, uh, this enemy has, like, a tremendous amount of armor on it. I haven't hit it once. <laughs> I just remember one of your earlier streams, you were trying to fight this, like, rat thing. <laughs> you were just, like, swinging away for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> I actually had to fast travel away from that stupid thing. <laughs> God, that was, it was, like, one of the funniest things I've seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, maybe not. not maybe not. Uh, saving. <laughs> but hey, that's that's different, though. What you just did that was different because from Oblivion and Skyrim, you cannot travel if there are enemies, you know, nearby. Clearly, that was an enemy chasing you, and yet you still could travel away. Mm-hmm. Without I think a that's doubt. needed in this game. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was, I was, uh, I was kicking some butt in that that uh, Dwemer ruin. I was really doing well for myself, and then um, it got a lot better after uh, after the the stream had ended. <laughs> I was uh, streaming earlier today, and just By trying. Way, to... Did you save? Yeah, let me go ahead and do that again. <laughs> you can never, you can never, you can never fa- quick save enough in this game. I know. All right, we've got a uh, we've got a sign coming up over here, and and what you do is you basically just you know, mouse right over these signs, you know, Caldera, Balmora, and Pelagiad. Very nice. All right, so Pelagiad is is out over here. Take this row. There's another sign here too, and kind of check ourselves as we go along. There we go. There we so go. yeah, this is I kind of like this about this game is that you you have to. You like you literally need to look at the environment to know where you're going. Yeah, and and I'll I'll say that when it comes to Marwind, um, this is the, the I, I think this is the one game that made walking and roaming around in Elder Scrolls games uh, made it what it is. You know, you you walk around in a, an arena in Oblivion. Yeah, sure. You know, you could you could go from town to town, but you're not going to see anything different you mean uh, arena and daggerfall yeah it's just a random rock here a random rock there a random bush here and then just you know miles and miles and miles of just processed grass <laughs> so it's it's like kind of it, it's really monotonous and it, it kind of stinks that whole thing um so i i i don't actually walk from place to place in arena and daggerfall what i what i do is i actually just fast travel through the map i imagine that would make it a lot uh, a lot i don't like i don't know just a lot easier you know easier in terms of it's less grading you know what i mean 
because you're not looking, as you said, you're not looking at the exact same thing over and over and over and over again for who knows how long. Right. When you get to Morrowind, the that feature of being able to, to walk from from one place to another in a persistent, constant world really, I think, um, realizes the, the developer's original intention was that mm-hmm. you know, the, you, we want you to feel like you're walking in a fantasy world. And I, I, honestly, it's because of what, what you just said. You've know, you got to pay attention to the environment around you. The environment does change. It's not you know, um, post-processed in or, or you know, reliant on, a, on some kind of crazy algorithm. You know, this is all hand-placed stuff yeah dude and that's see and that's what i that's something that i i like and i respect about morrowind that i wish they retained for oblivion and skyrim personally you know because in this game you know you brought up your map a couple times and you notice that you know things just aren't given to you in this game in terms of in terms of the strictly just talking about the map you have to go there and find it and if that's, <laughs> I mean, if you're you're thrust into this world, you have to go make your way. You have to find out where you're going, and only after you actually have discovered it, do you actually see it on the map. And I and I really like the fact that those towns and cities in this game they're they're not just given to you outright. I mean, and you have to look at the road signs like you're doing right here. You have to read your journal. If they say they're going to see a fork in the road, take the left fork. You know, you, you, you got to be cognizant of that in this game. And I really, really wish that that, that sense of uh, not necessarily exploration, but uh, that, that sense of just kind of discovery of uh, sort of raw discovery like that. I wish that they had retained it a little bit uh, for Oblivion and Skyrim and then just didn't, you know, just hand you stuff on your map outright. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I sort of get the feeling of of that raw discovery. You know, I. Oh no 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 no! Don't misunderstand me. Like there's a there's a huge amount of discovery in Skyrim and Oblivion. I that's not what I'm saying at all. But I do like the fact that in Morrowind, if you haven't discovered it yet, it's just not going to show up on your map. Even like because perfect example in Oblivion and Skyrim, towns and cities are marked. Um, and in Oblivion, you can travel okay. to them instantly. In Skyrim, they're marked, but you need to discover them first before you can travel. Right. However, in Oblivion, uh, sorry, in Morrowind, literally nothing is on your map. Yeah, and no, that's see, that's that's like that's I really like that sort of purity in the uh, the map system and the exploration system in this game. I really like that a lot. Yeah, uh, you're, that I agree with you on a hundred percent. All right, so so just to to double check, I've hit my first uh, marker here, um, which is now now let me just read this quest one more time. The the tomb is south of Pelagia, just off the road. Just before the fork, where the road goes southwest towards Sedanine and southeast to Vivek. Alright, so so I'm right there where that fork in the road is. And they're saying that the ancestral tomb is south of Pelagia, just off the road before the fork. So let me take a look at my local my uh, map here. And see what you're doing right now, I like this about Morrowind. Like you, you actually have to get your bearings, which I, that's really cool. Yeah, and, and you know this is this is it right here. This is what makes this um, so difficult to to stream this game, especially for for a podcast. That you know, if you don't know where you're going and and you're not familiar with these quests, trying to obtain all of that information and then act on it 
um, live, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is uh, is real. Is is it's not easy at all. So, mm-hmm. Pelagian back road, Pelagian main road. Yeah, see, uh, I would assume they're talking about the main road. Yeah. So that must be it right over there. That's Pelagiad. Now there's got to be so so I misunderstood that. Um, I thought that was the marker that I was looking for. Uh, maybe it's right over here. I got these two these two signs coming up as well. There's Sedanine. Yeah, it's got to be this. Oh look, there's Ebenhart. Look at that. Look at that. There's some persistence. <laughs> okay. So I would certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh here's here's another thing that I, I noticed. Um I leveled up my athletic skill just just sort of I, jumping around. I, I saw that. Uh, I wasn't gonna comment on it, but I saw that and I, I kinda had a little smile to myself. Yeah. How, now how did you feel about it leaving um the uh, uh in, a, Skyrim. in Skyrim? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they consolidated a lot of skills, two examples of athletics and acrobatics. I understand why they did it. I just disagree with it because I, lo- I, I'm probably like one of a handful of people that actually, gen- like, genuinely leveled up your athletics and acrobatics, and I, because you know, you just walk and walk, and you you just level up those things. Um, that's why I was a little sad to see them go. I understand why, you know, from a functional standpoint, do they actually give you benefits? Probably not, because they gave you that sprint ability in Skyrim. And in Oblivion, you can actually invest in speed, um, and that makes you go faster. But I kind of, I, I kind of like the athletics and acrobatics, honestly. Even though they're so useless, I kind of like them. <laughs> uh, the the leveling system in this game is is um, similar to Oblivion's. Where, where you pick your uh, two attributes to skill up in, or three attributes is it in this th- game? The three, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm gonna level up. Uh, my strength is really high. I'm gonna level up my endurance, my agility, and let's see. Willpower affects your resist to magic and your maximum fatigue. Oh, I'll add that too as well. Could always use a little bit of that. Um, just so you know, the the reason why I was I was swinging and missing on these enemies is because I was using a short sword versus the long sword that I'm I'm uh, skilled in using in this game, which is another huge change. I did not know they had different <laughs> skills for different swords. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I kind of like that though. I I find it I find it a, a very interesting mechanic. That's for sure. Um, it's it's you know I don't I don't dislike it. It's uh, it's foreign to me, but well, I shouldn't say foreign. I'm I'm out of practice of considering that. Is, is yeah. what I should say. <laughs> um, I think honestly, like I I kind of like that. There's that sort of differentiation because I mean, you think about it and you're like, well, yeah, you know that short sword is not the same as a long sword is not the same as a dagger you know mm-hmm. um but i think i i personally would like to see that sort of uh, that uh categorization of weapon skills like that but with with the active combat system i think if they if they had that in this game with the 
skill system they have coupled with it, I think that would have been, man, that would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. Here, Here's another thing, too. Just the way you repair your gear in this is very similar to... You can feel the echo of Morrowind in Oblivion when you see what Morrowind does, and especially with this, this uh, as well, repairing your gear. You know, you pick up a, a hammer... And instead of you having the skill of, you know, journeyman and apprentice, you pick up items that are that level of skill. So right now I'm using a, uh, a journeyman's uh, repair hammer, and I'm going to repair some of my gear. Ah, okay, so is, uh, okay, so is, uh, oh man, what is it, it's in Oblivion, it's called Armorer? Mm-hmm. Do they not have armor as a skill in this game? They do. They do, okay. Yeah, and it uses that skill uh, as a as a chance of success or failure based on um, each time you click the, uh, the mouse button to see if you've repaired, using that hammer, the item you're trying to repair. Okay, so, wow, that's, that, that, is, that is different from Oblivion for sure. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, in Oblivion, you know... The repair hammer does not have that skill. Like you are uh, the adept journeyman master expert, and then you can just use the repair hammers. It just basically dictates how effective you are with those repair hammers and how many or few of them you use. But it sounds like in this game, it's not necessarily you. It's it's the equipment that's the leveled equipment, which is kind of that's wow okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, I never thought about it like that before. It's kind of it's kind of crazy to see these these differences sort of pop up and and how they they sort of are echoed in in future games. But yeah, like this one here, you go into this crypt, right? You open up the urn. What do I have in here? Bone meal. <laughs> yes, bone meal. <laughs> it's there in Oblivion. It's there in Skyrim. It's it's there. Um, here's here's a little something extra. All right, fighting uh, this ancestor ghost. Ancestor ghosts. Ghosts aren't hurt by melee attacks. Even you, even with silver weapons? Or uh, enchanted? That I don't know. They have to be enchanted, though. Okay. That's that's how I was able to kill that ghost just then. And that's why the NPC gave me an enchanted sword. Right, okay. W- was so that the enchantment, not the melee hit, the enchantment kills the, uh, the ghost. Because I know in uh, in Oblivion, and I don't, I honestly don't think this is the case in Skyrim. But in Oblivion, you had to. I mean, every time you go into a dungeon, you have to kill those monsters either with an enchanted weapon or a silver weapon. And if you just have like you know a normal dinky little weapon, not really gonna take out a ghost with those things. So that's okay. That's kind of I, I like that. Oh yeah, good stuff. Now, here's a question for you. Have you come across any liches in this game? In any of the dungeons? Uh, not yet, no. Not yet. I'm, I'm sure when I do, it'll, it'll, be, the, it'll be my demise, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am 110% sure on that. Uh, so, so here we are in the ancestral tomb, uh, trying to fulfill these these quest requirements. And uh, now, now things are going to get a little easier for the stream as as this becomes a a more hack and slash type of of stream, which is what I think everyone really enjoys. 
And I think, you know, that's really, if you listen, if you really like carefully listen to what Todd Howard's interviews, like multiple interviews, he all but states that the Elder Scrolls at its core is like going into dungeons, killing stuff and getting loot. You know, that, that classic sort of dungeon crawler hack and slash roots that it kind of evolved out of. Yeah. Um, and I think because of that, they spend a lot of care on getting, trying to get those mechanics and those rewards and stuff right. I mean, obviously it's an evolution, but you can definitely see it. A lot of the quests are like, go into this dungeon and get this my family sword back or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, it's it's uh, it's definitely here. So, all right. Um, as as this is sort of progressing, um, I mean, I, I don't know. Is there is there anything else that that maybe uh, you wanna? You wanna oh, look, a petty soul gem. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that maybe you wanna call out right now? That I there's. I mean, honestly, just strictly from where we're, we're talking about this and we're approaching this from a gameplay perspective. Um. I mean, you can clearly, clearly see that there are a lot of elements in this game that are A, borrowed from the previous Elder Scrolls games, and B, propelled forward throughout Oblivion and Skyrim. I I just think it's 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 a little bit, I don't know, it, it's kind of crazy because like I, you, you feel it very much, I'm watching you play it, and obviously it, it very much looks and feels like an Elder Scrolls game. But I honestly think the only reason why it's different is, and the mechanics are different, are only because of when the game was made. Just purely because of when it was made, and you know, in the early, early 2000s, that it has some of these, uh, what we consider now, sort of aging mechanics. But they laid the groundwork for, well, more for Oblivion, uh, you know, and a little bit just for Skyrim in a lot of respects. And it's kind of cool seeing like the evolution of how these systems and mechanics kind of evolved over time, like this way. Oh, I I, I agree. Um, and just so you know, I've I've actually fulfilled the quest requirement. I I gained the uh, the the skull I was looking for. Here's a book called Homilies of Blessed Amalexia. Not just not just some name they came up with for for Skyrim. Nope. Yeah. No, Amalexia's name appears even as far back as Morrowind, and, and probably in the by the time, if you go all the way back to the events of of what happens in online, sure, uh, she her name appears uh, there as well. Despite the fact that it is the the newest installment to the series, it does take place, I believe, before any of the other games. I think so, maybe because uh, the first game arena starts with. Uh... Jagger Tharn, I think. So, yeah, I think it would be earlier than that, maybe. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but chat room, you guys, if you play them, let us know, please. All right. Um, we have Lemmy Lemur saying save in the chat. Uh, he's telling oh, you Oh, yeah, I, already, I had already okay. saved when I picked up the skull. But, yeah, thanks, Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> Helping out um, a homie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, this, this was uh, it's a nice little romp through uh, time here. I, I I don't know, Shank. I, I'm sort of like feeling. I'm sort of feeling this a little bit. You know, I think we we sort of hit the format in regards to this game, and there on this show. And I, I think 
I think we can probably just, you know, have a heavy rotation of this plus um, the other games as well. I, like, I think we've we've sort of solved the, the Morrowind dilemma on this show. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. Makes sense. Feels like it's flowing real well. All right. Um, so so let's, let's move on to our fast question uh, if you think we're ready. Sure, man. I'm good. All right. Fast question. You ready for it? Absolutely. All right. Which old Morrowind feature do you want to see in Elder Scrolls Six? Oh, that's easy. Go ahead. Fast travel system. But <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, how do you mean? I mean, there's there's a fast travel system that exists. Yeah, in- yeah. I, I, I sh- let me let me clarify. <laughs> uh, I I compared to I I want to see the paired back system that Morrowind presents. I think with respect to Oblivion and Skyrim, they really hold your hands with respect to the map and the fast travel. I love how raw and pure Morrowind makes it. Like, yes, there are cities. We're not going to tell you where they are. We're not going to even show you where they are. You need to go out there and find it. Um, And, you know, the way that they do it with having, uh, you know, those silt striders, that's so, I mean, that's so in line with lore rather than opening your map pointing and clicking and then instantly going there yeah you know you're at least yes you're instantly traveling in morrowind's fast travel but at least you have to like there there is a there's an element of the lore behind it you know you have to talk to a person and you're actually traveling on that creature it's just not you're <laughs> magically transported to another place um and even with the uh, call and uh the the mark and recall spells i really like that um so I, I want to see that system back into Elder Scrolls Six because I was – and I hope that they had solved it with Skyrim, but they didn't because they showed you where the towns were. They showed you where the cities were. And I, I really didn't like that at all. So I, I, I would love to see that sort of lore-friendly, more pure version of the fast travel mechanic in, uh, in Morrowind. It brought into Elder Scrolls Six. I, I agree with you. I, I think the uh, a more lore friendly uh, fast travel system would would do very very nicely in um, in Elder Scrolls Six. You know, what, one of the big things that you always hear me uh, talk about is is uh, the the uh, journal, the interface for the journal. Mm-hmm. Um. That is something I would like to see in Elder Scrolls Six, and I, I believe I've called that out before. Uh, mm-hmm. I hundred percent agree with you, man. I, I know I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, talking about it, it. it's that it's that feeling you get from it, right? You, you know, you you open it up and it just it feels like a book in your hands. Um, that plus on top of the 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 multiple windows that you have here, you know your your stats. Uh, your inventory, you know the the window for for all of the different uh, magic items. You know your your map up there. Um, all all of this, I, you know, it it, it it's reminiscent of a, of an old RPG, you know, style. I would like to see that feeling, not necessarily this interface, but that feeling of. Just a rustic, old RPG um, scroll book in your hand kind of feeling. 
coming now, to Elder Scrolls Six. I have to ask you because uh, I know you've played Oblivion extensively. Um, how did you like? the interface from that because that that i i personally feel like that has that old rpg feeling it just doesn't it's not you know have the windows and stuff like this game does where you can literally resize everything yeah uh you know when it came to oblivion the interface was real clunky and not that morrowind is any better um i think it's it's clunky for (laughs) (laughs) i think it's clunky for different reasons and not that skyrim is any better Skyrim is 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 clunkier than than Morrowind's. If you're using the keyboard and mouse for sure. Right. Yeah. And it's it's too clean, I think. Yeah. Uh, I I've I've used I've used the the the, the word antiseptic in in regards yeah. to <laughs> to that before. It really is just devoid of personality. Um, and and imperfection. You know, when you when you open up the Morrowind interface, you know everything here is just. It has a lot of personality. You know, it's supposed to look like um, I don't know brass uh, brass frames of some kind, and and so they they kind of you know in the in the art style and in the color selection sort of made it look like uh, you know it's old and slightly uh, not perfect and. It's been handled by hands and, and dust for, you know, a thousand years or a few hundred years. And mm-hmm. as a result, has grown in, in, imperfect. Um, Even the fonts. Like, just look at the fonts, too. Yeah. Lots of personality uh, in regards to that. And I would like to see that make a, a huge comeback in Elder Scrolls Six. Now... I need to I need to respond to something in the chat here. Um, the, when I talked about the fast travel system, everyone was like, "Really? He's drunk." Uh, <laughs> no, no, the reason I mention it is because of more the Morrowind's fast travel system actually encourages you to go find stuff and explore. It 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 and it, it encourages the exploration piece. I think far more than Oblivion and Skyrim's fast travel system, where they made it easy to just point click and then you're off. Uh, and that's what I like. I, I, that's what I, I appreciate about Mormon's fashion. So that, just a quick clarification there. Yeah. All right. Um, anything from, from the chat room that, that maybe answers this question as well that you'd like to call out? Uh, sure. Uh, let me... Oh, here we go. We've got a lot of people asking, uh, <laughs> looking for more of those random carts that you find everywhere. Um, and regarding the UI, uh, we've got Palais saying Morwen's UI oddly reminded me of Dwemer items, and I, he's, I think he or she has a point because it just kind of looks. I think it's it's that like brass goldish color that you're you're talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, not, oh, not here, to, here's not a good to one. interrupt, but I I have to call this out. I'm I'm really sorry to interrupt, but uh, we've got Mel Gibson right here um, in the stream. Is, wow, that's definitely Mel Gibson. That's that's Mel Gibson. That's Braveheart. How? Okay, Braveheart. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we also had a big Mikey Ocho in chat saying, what about all the metric tons of factions that Morrowind had? Um, I ha- haven't playing the game, but I do know I've had a couple of friends that have played it, and they've said pretty much the same thing to me, was that they loved how many different factions Morrowind had in it. I would not be opposed to that at all. I think that would be great. 
just just more factions for the player to join and interact with and just have more of a involvement with the world i think that would be awesome but i also do think that at, at a certain point it, it's contingent upon where you set the game because that immediately will dictate the events and everything else that's going on there so that also needs to be cognizant of the uh, the lore and stuff Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're you're 100 percent right on that, and I think that's one thing that from game to game Bethesda is always keenly aware of. Uh, they they always restart the game development process from from each game because each much, one yeah. has to have its own personality. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because you're you're literally creating an entire province. There, yes, you know, some things will be similar from game to game, but architecture, nope. You know, houses, no, like you have to literally start from scratch pretty much, like with all of the other stuff that's going on, which is pretty nuts. All right. Well, uh, we do have an email uh, that was sent in to, uh, to Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Uh, and and uh, I, I picked this one because I think this plays directly to, to Shank's strengths um, and probably will stir his blood just, just ever so slightly. So, <laughs> Shank, if you don't mind presenting that. Sure. Um, here we go. We have an email from Witty. And he says, hey, guys, it's Witty from TessAlliance.org. Welcome, welcome, sir or uh, madam. Fantastic um, website, by the way. TessAlliance.org is, is... Oh, no, no, not Tesso, just TessAlliance. Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're so used to saying Tesso. Um, yes, it's Witty from TessAlliance.org. A few episodes ago, you discussed what you're looking forward to most in Elder Scrolls Six. My playstyle is very similar to Shanks, although I don't think I run away as much and, and my need for speed is minimal. This guy immediately gets a huge G award for just trolling Crispy through an email. Through an email. <laughs> Immersion is extremely important to me, and I love nothing more than beautiful landscapes appearing before me in-game. However, in Oblivion and Skyrim, the combination of poor distance LOD, that's level of detail... And the small number of cells loaded around the player often broke my immersive state. Being a PC gamer, I was able to edit the U-grids to load setting from 5 to 9 for both games, max out the draw distance, and add mods. These changes definitely improved the visual fidelity of both games, but it still wasn't enough. Anyway, my point is, regardless of whether or not the Xbox One and PS4 are truly next-gen consoles, the developer at Bethesda Game Studios must be in sweet heaven considering the new hardware that is available to them. 512 megabytes of RAM versus 5 gigabytes of RAM for Xbox, as an example. Having recently viewed some Witcher 3 in-game footage, I am now extremely excited to see what Bethesda can produce. It's clear that we're going to have to wait a few years before Elder Scrolls 6 is released. However, with the announcement of Fallout 4 on the horizon, it will be interesting to see how Bethesda utilize the new hardware. I've listened to every Skyrim off the record slash Elder Scrolls off the record and classic Elder Scrolls podcast to date, and I want to take this opportunity to thank the, to thank the team for delivering such quality entertainment on a weekly basis, witty. Well, thank you for your email, sir or madam. Um, I will assume that you are a sir, though. Yes, he, uh, he is. There you go. Um, so, in English, let me translate what that means. Because <laughs> I don't think everyone's going to understand. Um, he's talking about the draw distance and LOD, L-O-D, which is level of detail. Level of detail is basically literally, it's, it's exactly that. How much detail do you see? Um, and that also scales 
with respect to how close the player is to something. So, for example, if you see a mountain in the distance, which is like a mile away from you, the game does not re- need to display every single rock and every single crevice on there simply because you're too far away to see the detail. So it scales back and puts in place a lower detailed model of it. This saves resources so that the game can direct more resources to the area directly around you. This is what he's... And the area around you are called cells. The game is built on cells. If you load more cells, you see more detail. That's pretty much the easiest explanation. Now, I understand what he's saying there is that in Skyrim and Oblivion, you know, they... they it, the level of detail in the vanilla versions, I should say, that's the unmodded versions, uh, they left you wanting because you, co- you couldn't see, you know, every single crevice miles and miles away. With the Witcher 3 demo he saw, which was at the E3 demo, and we uh, hopefully you guys have seen it, there was a lot of detail very, very, very far out. And one of the reasons is because that the game is built on the PC and for the new generation consoles. So... I would have to agree with him. It is a safe assessment to say that just because the new generation of consoles, even though they're not completely jacked as the highest end PC, they're still much, much more powerful than their predecessors. Therefore, they will be able to render that much more detail that much further out, and you will be able to see much, much further in the distance, Witcher 3 as an example. And yes, Fallout 4 will be a great benchmark because I'm pretty certain that that will come out before the Elder Scrolls 6. So we can gauge on Fallout 4 and see how uh, Elder Scrolls 6 can evolve and iterate upon that. So uh, hopefully that made my translation made a little bit of sense to you guys. But uh, I have to agree with him. Yes, I 100% agree with him. All right. So... What do you think, Shank? This has been our our Morrowind classic Elder Scrolls gameplay. It has. What you, it was fun. I, I liked comparing some of and we like barely scratched the surface too. Oh, without a doubt. Like we could we could go for hours on this. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, but what we're gonna do is to allow for, for future episodes, which I think next week we're gonna do the same thing. Uh, as in next episode. Next week is, mm-hmm. is Minecraft off the record. Um I think what we're going to do is we're going to leave it here and uh, sort of with this pace, which I think worked very well, mm-hmm. uh, move forward and uh, next episode continue this this uh, Marwin train and then maybe uh, maybe get back into uh, into oblivion. I know there was uh, the Dark Brotherhood question. I haven't finished there. And, uh, oh, maybe I'll dude. Start that up. Uh, so this has been Classic Elder Scrolls Night, folks, uh, part of the Quest Gaming Network. Now, if you enjoyed this show, we guarantee you're going to enjoy all the other shows that we have here, such as, uh, such as, such as Shank Spiel. Hey, that's a that's a great show. It's on YouTube, YouTube alone, YouTube.com/slash Quest Gaming Network. That uh, posts every uh, nine a.m. Uh, is it nine or ten that you, that it comes out? It's nine a.m. Eastern on uh, Thursday mornings. Okay, so nine a.m. Eastern Thursday morning. Uh, if you if you haven't seen it this week. Uh, watch it, and uh, it's—it's. It's, I guarantee it's going to make you real angry at what's going on <laughs> in the uh, gaming industry. Just some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, tomorrow is Saturday, and that means Shank Spiel will post 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, excuse me, Shank's Shank Saturdays. Pardon me. 
Shank Saturdays will be tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here live on twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Shank, what are you, what are you playing tomorrow? I will be playing, uh, streaming some Destiny beta. I was fortunate to get into that, thanks to Mr. Brian the Armstrong, and I'm going to be streaming some gameplay of that not tomorrow. Excellent. Uh, Sundays means Rift. Rift with Reforged. Uh, that, that will be live very early Sunday morning at 9 a.m., uh, but then it gets posted to uh, to YouTube as well. So if you missed it, 9 a.m. on Sunday, no problem there. Uh, just go to YouTube and we'll we'll catch you up to speed with Rift, with Reforged. Guys, if you're not playing Rift, you're missing out on one of the best MMOs out there right now. Swear to you. It's amazing. And uh, Rift with Reforged is a fantastic show. Uh, coming to podcast version very, very soon. So, so more on that later. Mondays is Swotory Forge, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, Shank, uh, excuse me, Shankspiel. Uh, you can tell how tired I am. <laughs> uh, totally Heroes, uh, totally live, Mondays, 10 p.m. Eastern. That is uh, David Adams, Shank, and Brian Armstrong weighing in on the gaming industry. Chaos ensues. And uh, not like there's any order on Swotory Forge. <laughs> Because uh, chaos certainly ensues there with with the uh, the Sith Lord Sith himself, Lord. <laughs> Sith Lord Corv, and then Agent Olan, and then me, uh, Jedi Master Ivar, when talking about Swotor, and then and then we're backed up by our good friends on Totally Heroes about the gaming industry. So that's uh, Swotor Reforged Monday, seven p.m. Eastern, and Totally Heroes Mondays, ten p.m. Eastern. Uh, then of course uh, Thursdays means what? Well, that means. Elder Scrolls off the record, your Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls online podcast. Catch it 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays or Turdos, if you prefer. Uh, You can connect with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Quest Gaming Network. You can follow us on Google, googleplus.com slash Quest Gaming Network. All of our shows are done here live, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. And... YouTube. Subscribe, guys. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Tons of things uh, post on on uh, on there that, that you're not going to get in podcast form, such as the brand new, newly minted White Council, your Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings online show filled with just awesome lore Fantastic Lotro gameplay and unbelievable comedy that just results out of out of uh, a couple of guys trying to tell you about Lord of the Rings and then and then Shank throws him hurls his his mighty dwarven body and creates a catastrophe. <laughs> wow, I mean that's he, he's not wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, before we before we wrap things up, real quick, I do want to plug something that's uh, in the works uh, for sure. uh, the writers. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the one rule on this game on this uh, podcast because I think it's a lot of people will care about this. Um, there was there is QuakeCon going on. There is a future of the game that shall not be named. That was just announced tonight. There was a lot of information, guys. Stay tuned to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Uh, throughout the weekend, we're going to be trickling your uh, the news, uh, giving you some good information on what's to come. So uh, 
definitely keep your eyes open to that because there was man there was a lot of lot of information given oh it's, it's crazy uh we gotta we got a lot to digest and uh <laughs> And figure out exactly what what we're going to be um, reporting on for for uh, QGN and of course Elder Scrolls off the record. Uh, so 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 stay tuned. Uh, but that was that was a good time in, in general. Um, all right, final thoughts. Let's let's start with Shank. Um, this was fun. They, I, I there was. I feel like today, like we really hit on some of like the more mechanical aspects and comparisons. Um, but man, that's just scratching the surface. So I, I cannot wait for, uh, you know, the next episode in two weeks from today. Um, wh- wh- whatever game we tend to be playing. And of course, uh, we may have a new host, a third host, as it were. Yeah, coming uh, in uh, two weeks' time. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. We'll be uh, scouring hopefully. the internet in, in our community. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is, uh, the, the, uh, person who, who reminded me that we're getting, um, inundated with with requests to bring Morrowind to classic Elder Scrolls Night in a big way and uh, so so shout out to Yayap thank you very much for uh, lighting the fire in our butts a little bit on this and um, thanks to you for for constantly querying us saying hey how about a little more of that Morrowind and uh, you know certainly we like to like to bring you things that you enjoy and um Hopefully you've enjoyed this. So, so that's my final thought. Uh, thank you to to you guys and the community. And uh, I enjoyed doing this. I think we found a formula that really works, and uh, we, we're going to go with it. Uh, so, so next time we have a classic Elder Scrolls night in uh, two weeks' time, we'll be featuring Morrowind once more. Uh, classic Elder Scrolls night is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Uh, it's time to say goodbye, Shane. Shadow hides you, everybody. And as always, take care, be safe, and may the foos be with you.